This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. The beer is cold and the wings are hot. You're in the sports bar with Danger and Bataglia on the Sports Leader 95.7 FM and AM 950 The Fan, Rochester. I think, again, you talk about a style of play and um, him adjusting his his game uh, or pieces of his game to uh, a more sustainable style of play. And so I think that's healthy for him and healthy for our team. Bills head coach Sean McDermott. We saw the un, uh, something our eyes haven't seen in a while. Josh Allen sliding on Sunday yeah. after after a run game. We're going to talk some fantasy football now with Michael F. Florio, NFL Network, joining us in the sports bar. Uh, Michael, before we, we talk some fantasy and, and dig in a little bit into this weekend's matchups and, and players that we want to you know try to exp- matchups we want to exploit and get into our lineup, you survivor player at all? Because Gene and I were just discussing week four, and, and I think there's a lot of challenges being presented here in this schedule. If you had to go survivor this week, is there a game that you have circled that you think, oh, that's the one I would take? Oh, it's easily the Bills over the Dolphins, right? <laughs> yes. That's the one. Yes. <laughs> no, uh, that that is not one that I would be touching in a survivor pool. Um, I do like pulling up the schedule right here. I like the Jaguars over the Falcons in London. I, I think that's one that is pretty safe. Um, the Ravens over the Browns I like as well, and the Eagles over the Commanders. Can I get some love for Dallas? What are we thinking? Uh, Dallas, look, I-, I think they should be a heavy favorite for a reason, but it's hard to say you could trust them with complete confidence after what they just did a week ago. Mm. That, that's fair enough. Michael F. Florio uh, joining us here. Uh, let's start off with Miami and that it, so often we say, oh, this is historic. When it's not really historic. No, that was uh, not in our lifetime. Have we seen a team put up 70 points? So what do you make of this? And Michael, I'm in one of my leagues. I had Devon Achan, who I didn't even know how to pronounce his name until this week. So where do you draw the line as far as playing Dolphins this week against the Sean McDermott offense defense? Because to me, yes, Miami did all these great things, but there was an element of Denver just laying down and just kind of quitting in that game. Yeah, it was not the best effort from the Broncos and their defense. And this is an interesting matchup because through three weeks, the Bills have generated the most quarterback pressure and have the highest sack rate in the NFL but two has only been sacked once so far this season. As great as the Bills' defense has been playing, I think you start Tua easily. I think you start both of the Miami running backs. The Bills are still allowing around six yards per carry to running backs right now. And then 
Uh, obviously, Tyreek Hill is in play. Uh, Jalen Waddle is always an option that, that I think if he suits up, you want to get in your lineup. I, to me, I want as many pieces from this game as I could get in my starting lineup this week. Michael F. Florio, NFL Network, talking some fantasy football with us here in the Sports Bar. Based on what we saw last night, and I know Joe Burrow isn't 100% healthy, and and you know he, he grits it out, he, he has a tough performance, he gets Jamar Chase involved. Is now a buy-low opportunity for other pieces in Cincinnati, like a Joe Mixon or a guy who's been virtually invisible in T. Higgins? Yeah, I think it is because you would have to anticipate that this offense gets better as the season goes along and Joe Burrow gets healthy. Uh, I think the buy low window for Joe Mixon might be even better next week because the Tennessee Titans are one of the hardest defenses to run against in the NFL. They struggle mightily against wide receivers. So that's why this week would be the week to go for the receivers next week, probably for Joe Mixon. Joe Burrow is certainly a buy low candidate, but to me, he is one that you trade for and you put on your bench until you kind of see him do it. I know it's a good matchup on paper this week, but until we see Joe Burrow look like Joe Burrow, I don't think you could trust him in fantasy football. Michael F. Florio, our guest, you see his work on the NFL Network and other places. Uh, Michael, as far as I love Tuesday nights, by the way, because it's just, all right, how can I tweak my roster? How can I improve? What what can I go pick up and Tell me, do you think the Houston Texans offense here is real? Because Stroud at quarterback, if you're looking for a streaming option, or what about Tank Dell as far as a waiver wire pickup? Or is it still kind of too soon to tell here because the Houston Texans do get a tougher defense this week uh, in Pittsburgh? What about Houston as a source for fantasy uh, waiver wire pickups here? I love it. I, I Tank Dell to me is the number two waiver wire claim of the week, unless A Chain is available. He's number one for me. But Tank Dell is someone that I was hyping up a bit in the summer, and I think people underestimate him because of his size. But he led college football in receiving touchdowns last year, specifically had five more red zone touchdowns than any other player in college football. CJ Stroud looks the part, he looks like a breakout quarterback in the making and he's doing this with four of his five starting offensive linemen sideline I will say as much as I like picking those guys up this week I'm playing it safe with CJ Stroud unless you just don't have a better option because he does struggle under pressure a bit and the the Pittsburgh Steelers bring plenty of that so I'm viewing this week as kind of the final test for CJ Stroud if he goes out and plays well against the Steelers I think you got yourself a starter that you could kind of just roll out the rest of the way Michael, if you're a Mike Williams owner and you know he's gone for the rest of the season, this uh, this waiver wire round, are you is it as simple as picking up Joshua Palmer and assuming that he's going to get that volume, or do you go off the board and look for for somebody that's probably available in almost every league because he he's kind of lower on the depth chart, but he's been a big play machine for a team that just had 70 points scored on them. What are your thoughts on Marvin Mims of the Broncos? So I, I think that. I would put the Chargers receivers ahead of Marvin Mims. And, and I think Josh Palmer is safer and one that you could plug into your starting lineup right away. But I like Quentin Johnson even more. And I think he is the long-term upside play. Uh, I've loved him since the NFL draft. I think that people mistype him and, and say that he is like a Mike Williams 2.0. He's not. He has some of the same skill sets as Mike Williams, but he is amazing with the ball in his hands after the catch. Marvin Mims needs to be picked up this week. And Sean Payton, if you were listening, please give Marvin Mims some run. He is like 
sixth on the Broncos in routes and targets this season, yet he leads them in receiving yards. He's a big play machine, uh, and I especially like him this week and, and his matchup. He's a big sleeper for me, and I actually have one team where I lost Mike Williams. My best option to plug in this week is Marvin Mims. We're talking with Michael F. Florio, uh, setting you up for your waiver wire here tonight, and a team that I didn't think would be two and one, but here we are. It's it's Indianapolis and Gardner Minshew. Now, I I, I don't know who's going to be a, a quarterback this week, so that, I guess that's part of the equation here. But we're certainly familiar here in Western New York with Zach Moss, and there he was running all over the uh, the Ravens last week. Josh Downs, maybe wide receiver two there with the Colts. What's your comfort level with Indianapolis? As as far as uh, waiver wire pickups for tonight here, uh, knowing they get the Rams here on a short week. Zach Moss should not be available, but if he is in your leagues, he is a must pickup. He played every snap but one two weeks ago, over 76% of them last week, uh, scored over 20 fantasy points in each of those games as well. So I, I think that he is definitely a player that you should be looking to pick up off the waiver wire. As for Josh Downs, I know the volume went his way this past week. That was with Garner Minshew. I like Josh Downs as a player. He was already uh, seeing around six targets per game the first two weeks with Anthony Richardson, but he's someone that you could pick up. Just no way can you start him yet. We need to see the chemistry there with Anthony Richardson. If it turns out that Garner Minshew starts again this week, then maybe he's in play as a deeper sleeper. Michael, we get the week four underway on Thursday night. Green Bay hosting Detroit. Green Bay is interesting because they haven't been healthy, yet they're a two-and-one team. Do you think this week we get Christian Watson for the first time? Do you think we, we get Aaron Jones returning from the first time since, uh, since week one? It seems like they are very optimistic about Aaron Jones playing. I forget which one of his teammates, but one of them said, we'll get 33 back this week. And as for Christian Watson, they even seem optimistic on him and – I think this is a matchup where you just, they both healthy. I know some people like to take a wait and see approach. The upside is far too high with both of them. I would get them back into your starting lineup if they suit up. So in one league, um, I was really down on my options here when it came to running back. And then Thursday, I'm like, oh, phew, Matt Breida scored a touchdown. Yes, at least it gets me something. Um, do I hit the button here again on Breida as uh, I don't think Saquon's going to be back this week here. Uh, and, and you got this lot, well, by NFL standards, from Thursday night now to Monday night football. Your thoughts on not only Breida, but the Giants here going against a Seattle defense. It's been a little suspect so far. Matt Breida is not a player that I'm like, yeah, you need to start. But I, I understand the running back landscape right now and how banged up it is and so you might not have a better option, like you said, and it's a much better matchup than he had a week ago. The 49ers are the hardest matchup for a running back. So I do think he's in play more as an RB2 or a flex option. I've been, I had Daniel Jones as a sit against the Cowboys and the Niners. He scored less than five points in each of those. I had him as a start in week two. He was the QB one. To me, the thing, he, he's so matchup dependent, and I don't even think it's just, is he a good defense or not? I think it's, do they generate a lot of pressure on the quarterback? And the Seahawks are around league average in that regard. So I do think this is a week you can plug Daniel Jones into your lineup. And don't panic on Darren Waller just yet. I've seen some people wanting to cut bait or trade him. He had two down weeks against probably two of the best defenses in football. In the other game, he was a top five fantasy tight end. 
This is a really good matchup for him against Seattle. I think this is a get-right spot for Darren Waller. Michael, I love that you brought up Darren Waller because there's another tight end in the league, and we'll get to see him uh, in London on Sunday morning. What are you saying here as we enter week four to the Kyle Pitts owner? I'm sorry. Uh, I Outside of Darren Waller, <laughs> Kyle Pitts was a tight end that I was very bullish on this summer. I, and I thought the Falcons will have to throw the ball more than they did last year. Desmond Ritter can't be as bad as Marcus Mariota. And Arthur Smith will realize, hey, maybe we should throw our ball to a tight end that we took the fourth pick overall a couple years ago. And I was wrong on all three accounts. They're still trying to run the ball more than anyone. Uh, Arthur Smith has not learned. In, in fact, Arthur Smith is trying to make Johnny Smith a thing over Kyle Pitts. And Desmond Ritter has been bad. I'm now at the point where I think you sit Kyle Pitts this week. I know he scored his touchdown two years ago in London. Maybe he could find some magic over the pond. But I'm kind of calling for Taylor Heineke right now. If Desmond Ritter can't make Drake London and Kyle Pitts fantasy relevant, Marcus Mariota can't, let's just keep going down the quarterbacks until we find one that can. Yeah, we're talking to Michael F. Florio as uh, one game that is in the early window here. That's the Bucks and Saints. Question on the Saints here because uh, a lot of us, myself included, like, oh, I – Get Alvin Kamara back this week. Great. What should our expectation be, knowing that uh, he's had a few weeks off here, Michael? Yeah, I I don't know if we'll see the normal workload for Alvin Kamara. That being said, I drafted him in a bunch of leagues in the middle rounds and have been patiently waiting, and I'm starting him where I have him. Uh, I I know the Bucs' run defense can be good, but we saw last night DeAndre Swift went for 130 yards against them. The Eagles had over 200 rushing yards. I'm anticipating with Jamal Williams sidelined and the, the mediocre play they've gotten from their other running backs. While I'm not telling you to bank on a normal Camaro workload, I also would not be surprised if he went out there and had 20-something touches, and we know what he can do with that sort of volume. He is Michael F. Florio, Fantasy Football, NFL Network. Did we forget any other waiver wire additions that we should be looking at and examining closely here as, as we hit the deadline for tomorrow? Yeah, if Sam Laporta is still available in any league, he needs to be picked up. Russell Wilson has been playing well. And I think what you want to do is go out and add the backup running backs on teams with really good rushing attacks. Like Rico Dow in Dallas. Uh, you got Elijah Mitchell in San Francisco. Zach Charbonnet in Seattle. There's a whole bunch of uh, Jalen Warren in Pittsburgh. A whole lot of backs that we know are quality backups. And then if anything happens to the starter – Instead of being like, I got to spend all my fab or I need to use my top waiver wire priority to get them, they're already tucked away on your bench. And you got the number one waiver claim and an RB2 with RB1 upside in most of those cases. Hey, quickly in Dallas, because I think a lot of us, myself included, we remember what he was like uh, last season in college. What's your take on what they have behind Dowell there in in Dallas in in terms of uh, in the backfield there behind, um, you know, behind Pollard, behind Pollard and Dowell, yeah. Yeah, I, I think right now Dowell has looked like a very competent NFL running back. Look, he's never going to be Tony Pollard if anything happens. Tony Pollard is one of three good backfields right now that you can rely on each and every week in fantasy football. He is a top two fantasy running back. I'm not telling you he could do that, but he's looked very capable in the, the limited touches he got. And I just believe in that offensive line and that offensive system that if anything was to happen to Pollard, 
Dowell can come up, come in, step in, and be the an, an RB two for fantasy. And, and Deuce Vaughn was the name specifically that I was scratching yeah, for yeah, there, and yeah. I apologize, Michael. Yeah, I was thinking of Deuce Vaughn, who is coming in as a rookie, and I think turned a lot of heads in the preseason. Yet he's he's third on that depth chart. Any value to, to stashing a guy like that if if you expect something might happen down the stretch here to Pollard? He needs a breath. I think with Deuce Vaughn, he's more of a, we would need to see the injury happen first because I don't think he's usable unless an injury was to occur. And even if one did, uh, I think he would be splitting reps with Dow there. And I think Dow will actually would be the lead runner. Uh, but Deuce Vaughn, man, he is explosive. He can catch the ball in the backfield. I don't care that he's my size. Watch this guy play football, and he's very impressive. All right, Michael, I know you follow the Buffalo Bills. Well, you just give us a thought, like real football, this matchup that everybody already talking about. As soon as Washington ended, like, okay, the Dolphins bring these guys on. We see they put up 70. How do you think that plays out Sunday? I think this is going to be a high-scoring affair. Every matchup, especially the last two in Buffalo last season, were where both teams were getting at least 27, 28 points, I believe it was. I think, look, the Bills' defense is the hardest test for Miami, but Miami's offense is the hardest test for Buffalo so far this season. I think Josh Allen steps up, has a big game. Stephon Diggs is going to uh, make his presence felt. I have a sneaky feeling that this is going to be the game that we see Dalton Kincaid used more, especially uh, just going up and down the field so much. And they really haven't let cut him loose just yet. I think it'll be a hard-fought game, a close game. I think a lot of people in Buffalo will be on at the edge of their seats. But big play Josh comes late in the game, and he makes a game-winning play. Michael, uh, that's music to every Bills fan's ears. Let us know where we can get more of your work here, more of your fantasy football advice uh, throughout the course of the week here as we set our lineups. Yeah, uh, Twitter is the best place to follow me, at Michael F. Florio. Same thing on Instagram. You can catch me on Fantasy Live on the NFL Network, the NFL Fantasy Podcast. And uh, I also have my own podcast, Florio's Football Show. It's out now where every Tuesday I go over waivers, start, sit, streamers, everything before your waiver wires even run. So make sure to, to go and check that out. Florio's Football Show, wherever you get your podcast. All right, I'm planning the seed now for 11 months from now. We got to get you up to Rochester next next year for Bill's Camp, Michael. I, I plan on it. I wanted to this year, but there was only one home game in the preseason, and I had a prior commitment, but I will be there next August. Appreciate that, Michael. We'll be looking for you and appreciate all the work you're doing to keep us on the winning track. Thanks for the time. Thank you for having me. Anytime. Michael F. Florio, NFL Network, joining us with some fantasy football advice as you make your waiver claims today. Yeah, you, you brought up Kyle Pitts. I'm like, oh. Gross. <laughs> it's, it's, like, just, oh. it's just uh, when you talk about fantasy football, that's a name that will just be a bummer. It, <laughs> it's just a bummer. It's, it's like that's the name that fits. The thing, the thing is, man, oh. is, is like everybody couldn't have been wrong about him. It's just how they're using him. They're just not using him in the way that you thought you would want to use him when you take take him fourth overall. You could have had Tungavailoa. You could have had Herbert. You, you the Falcons, went with Kyle. Coming out of Florida, he yeah. looked unbelievable. I mean, I don't want to put words in your mouth as we play who's hot and who's cold in fantasy football brought to you by Airquip Heating and Air Conditioning, but... I mean, is there anybody colder at the tight end position than Pitts? If you drafted him, if you invested in him, I mean, the, the Falcons invested in him 
and they're just not using him. He's not living up to that investment. If you invested him in fantasy football, you're not you're not pleased with the return at this point. No, no. And for that matter, too, a lot of people spent a second or third round pick on Drake London. I hasn't been there either. So for Atlanta and Jacksonville over in London, I hope you have better plays uh, this week. Who's hot? Obviously, the team that's hot is based in Southern Florida. And you just heard Michael F. Florio talk about that. Uh, feel comfortable playing both Dolphin running backs this week as we learn the pronunciation for Devon Achan. 53 points in fantasy last week, Gosh. and the fact that the Bills, uh, look, the Bills will give up some yards on the ground. That's for sure. So uh, feel free to play both Dolphin running backs against Buffalo this week. It's fun and challenging to know when to start a player that's heating up or bench one that's cooling off. It is not fun to be too hot or too cold in your home or business. Make the best lineup call you can and call AirQuip today. We've got stories from around the NFL here. Danger. We've got some appetizers yeah. to get to here. We've got happy hour on the way. We've got a round of shots. And you can join us anytime simply by dialing 585-866-4FAN, 866-4326, as happy hour is on the way next in the sports bar. Danger and Bataglia on the Sports Leader, 95.7 FM and AM 950. The Fan, Rochester. Discover credit cards automatically double all the cash back you earn at the end of your first year. Which This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. NerdWallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable fact-based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation. Find your next credit card or loan for a big purchase and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.